Matthew chapter number 14, please. Matthew chapter number 14. I was thinking as I was sitting down in the pew before I came up and, and I found myself thinking it again when they were singing that song. When I think about myself, uh, I don't feel good. I don't, I don't think good and I don't feel good when I think about myself. But when I think about God and when I think about Jesus, everything is good. I, I feel good and he's good. And uh, everything is good, everything is right. Uh, but there's a battle in our mind sometimes to keep our mind on the thing that we should think about. Um, sometimes the more you have a heart to want to do something for the Lord, uh, the, more you, the more you value Him, the more you understand the importance of His work, uh, Sometimes the more you know that, the more disappointed you can be in yourself that you don't do more, are more, are better than whatever you are. Uh, but uh, I believe the Lord would have us to think on Him and uh, not to think on us. Uh, that would be a good thing to do. Matthew chapter 14, let's read from verse 22, a passage that you know well. And uh, then we'll, we'll just... Uh, Lord willing, get some things here that might help us. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth thou art the Son of God. I want to just look for a moment here at this passage and go through it. Uh, I guess there's always a danger in familiarity. Uh, I, I, one of the things that uh, I kind of like, but I don't like, but I kind of like, I like the fact that being over in Thailand and even being in Australia, uh, I guess just not being here, there's just a whole lot of songs and a whole lot of music that I, that I never get to hear. And so when I come somewhere like this, 
most of the songs I would get to hear in a special, or if I came to your church, most of the songs I've never heard before. And now my wife listens to music, I don't. But uh, I do enjoy it. And so I will come here and I'll hear a song, really it's the first time. And that often very powerfully ministers to me as I, as I think about that and, and think about the words. Now, uh, I noticed it again today when I was uh, talking to the ladies. Uh, uh, some people came up to sing a song and, uh, and uh, they just began to sing it. And I was sitting there and I didn't know what it was and I just began to listen. But really, even almost before they started singing it, I looked around and numbers of the ladies were mouthing the words already. And clearly they knew already. They knew, they knew what the song was. They knew what was coming. And I'm just saying that sometimes when there is familiarity, uh, we cannot get the same blessing we would get uh, if we hadn't seen this before. And uh, we don't want to do that with the Bible. It is great that every time you read the Bible, there's a, a freshness to it, a wonder to it. But we don't want to get uh, familiar to the point that uh, we're not seeing things. So uh, we'll look here at the passage and uh, just notice some truths that I, I hope will bless us. I want you just to see what happened here. Uh, we should also say this. The events that took place here, uh, whilst they're very well known to most of us, please understand in context, this was probably played out in front of maybe uh, 13 or so people. This was not on a stage for all to see. Uh, this would have been quite an intimate moment. This was something that was shared between uh, a group of men who were very close. And uh, seeing it in that context, I think, will help you to understand it a little bit better. To understand that this was very powerful for them. And uh, this, this was far more than just seeing something miraculous. And I hope you'll see that in just a moment. So, uh, so Jesus is here. Uh, he's been with, the, with the, uh, the, the crowds of people. Verse number 22, uh, he, he gives instruction for his disciples to get into the boat, uh, to go to the other side. And uh, as they set about to do that, uh, they're not uh, uh, well, some halfway into the journey. And uh, we read in verse 24 that the ship begins to be tossed about. And uh, this, is, uh, this is troubling for them. This is not an easy thing to put up with. And, uh, and I don't know what they were thinking. I, I, I don't know if they were questioning if they got the instructions right. But I know sometimes when we, when we set out in obedience to, the, the, to uh, the Lord's instructions, we do encounter contrary winds. And, uh, and any time that you plan to do anything for the Lord, anything that is important for God is going to face contrary winds. Any servant of God who is doing anything important for God is going to face those contrary winds. And essentially, contrary winds are, are forces that come from, from uh, the direction that you do not want to go in. They seek to blow you off course. They trouble you. And, uh, and they found themselves here in the midst of these contrary winds, and, uh, we, uh, but in perfect obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, there's always a danger, I suspect, that when we have troubles, we can, we can think, what did I do to cause this? Uh, or, or we can think, what did somebody else do to cause this? Uh, people think like that. I work in Thailand. Uh, Buddhist people think like that. Buddhist people think that if good things are happening in my life, well, I must be good. If bad things are happening to somebody, they must be bad. 
uh, it seemed to me that the disciples of Jesus thought that way in John chapter 9. You remember they came across the man who was born blind and they concluded it could only be one of two things. It must have been his sin or if it wasn't his, it had to be his parents. And, uh, and their assumption was a bad thing had happened to him. Somebody must have done something bad. But actually, in reality, just serving the Lord, just being obedient to what he asks you to do, you're going to face contrary winds. There's, there's opposition comes from many quarters. Uh, we're, we're, born, we're born into a fight. We're born into a fight from the moment we get saved. We're trying to do something that all the forces that occupy this present place where we live are against everything we do. You've got principalities and powers who are going to try to try to head you off, send contrary winds, do things to you, trouble you. Uh, you've got this whole world system that just doesn't even think like you think, uh, doesn't want to go in any direction you want to go in, is going to buffet you, is going to come against you. Uh, you're going to deal with your old nature, your old flesh life that, that is not going to say, yes, Jesus, whatever you want me to do. Uh, but it's going to resist that. And that's just the reality of serving the Lord. And it becomes uh, more evident the more you do for God. The more important you are to the Lord. I don't say you're important, but the more important what you are doing is, the more opposition you will face. And if you say, well, I never face any opposition, then we would say, yes. The more important the thing you are doing for the Lord is, the more opposition you will face. And you can expect that. And so, so setting out uh, contrary winds, and, and I don't know about you, but, but sometimes you can get just weary of sailing. Sometimes you can just think, again, uh, again. Uh, 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 Joe and I were talking in the car driving here tonight about Thailand, and now our mind is starting to get round going back tomorrow. Lord willing, we, we head back to Thailand and, and talking about some of the things we have to deal with there. And, uh, and I was bouncing one trouble off him, and he was sharing another one with me. And uh, we were just talking, and I said, you know, Joe, sometimes you, you just think, why do it? Why do it? You know, and, and sometimes you come to the place where you realize the only reason you keep going back, and you keep getting in the boat, and you know you're going to be buffeted, and you know you're going to be bounced around again, and you know you're going to have to contend with uh, contrary winds. The only reason you do it, you do it for Jesus. Uh, you know, you, you, it, it's good if you love people, and you should love people, but, but, but you just do it for Jesus. You get back into the boat for Jesus. And even if you know it's going to be a bumpy ride, you get back into the boat for Jesus. Uh, you're going to go back and get in the boat again. And uh, you may have escaped it for a little while, but, you, but, but it's always there. You've got to deal with those, those contrary winds. Now, in the midst of that, being tossed about and, uh, and troubled, uh, this, was, this was something that was disturbing to them. In verse number 25, we see that Jesus was coming to them. And uh, we read, uh, and in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. It's comforting to know that uh, Jesus was making his way to them. But the Bible does tell us that that was in the fourth watch of the night. Now, if there's a fourth watch and he's coming in the fourth watch, then that also means there's been a first, a second, and a third when he wasn't there. And that can be the difficult part. We, we, can, we can wonder when we're going through that, where is God? We, we can wonder, look, I, Lord, I'm trying to do the thing you asked me to do. And all of this is happening to me. 
And, and where are you? Well, let me explain something. It does not work like this. Sometimes we have the idea that uh, we are here and uh, we are doing the, the Lord's work and he's kind of over here or he's, we would say, you know, he's just, he's, he's somewhere else, he's busy. And uh, when we have troubles, we pray and we call out to him and, uh, and somehow he's somewhere else and, uh, and he hears us calling, uh, what's that? Uh, uh, what can I do for you? And uh, comes over and, uh, okay, I'll help you with that. And we, we kind of feel like we're on our own and we just got to keep praying and we just got to keep calling and, and he just might come and help us. He just might come over there. But in reality, he never leaves you. In reality, he's in the midst of you always. Uh, he's, not, he's not distant from you. It's not as if he doesn't understand what you're going through. It's not as if he doesn't understand what's happening in your family. It's not as if he doesn't listen to your phone calls. It's not as if he doesn't hear the things that you say in the quietness of your home. He's right there, fully aware of everything that's going on. You say, well, 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 why doesn't he just take that away? Why doesn't he just fix all that? Well, you know, I, I found the Lord to be a bit like this. Uh, I would explain it this way. Uh, where we are in Thailand, in Nakhon Sawan, in the, uh, the middle of the, the city, they have a large park and uh, has a great body of you know, water. They've made some lakes. And, and, uh, and if you've ever been in Asia, this is pretty common, a lot of Asian countries. In the afternoon, as the sun begins to go down, uh, or just, just, you know, in our town, hundreds, probably maybe thousands, make their way to that park. And everything happens outside. And it's a good place to go. And, and a lot of the men in our church, they go down there to, uh, to work out, you know, to, to, to pump some weights and to do that. And, and uh, I decided some time ago I was going to join them. And you can, you can, it's working. You can tell that, right? And uh, so I, I went down there and, uh, and, uh, and they have just the equipment. Well, we won't go into that. But, but uh, so you'd get down on the, on the, uh, the pump some weights, get on the, pre, on the bench there. And, uh, and so I'd kneel down there. And, uh, and uh, you, you kind of line up the weights right and, and uh, you begin to, uh, to push that. Now, what they do, I, I didn't know this, just as I got down there and ready to start pushing, uh, one of my men, and he knew what to do, he walked in behind me. And he stood right behind me. And uh, he put his hands like that. Uh, I had the bar like that, and he put his hands like that, and I thought, oh, he's going to help me. <laughs> he's going to help me. But, but actually he didn't. And, uh, and so he had his hands there and I looked up and I saw his hands there like that and, 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 and I begin to, you know, push. And I can never remember whether you meant to breathe in or breathe out at the up or the down. So I just change it around every second go. I, I'm not sure what it is. I'm just, and then I'm, all of the wrong moments. And, and so, you know, I begin to push. And, uh, and you begin to do a little bit, and it's working, and, and you, can, you can feel, uh, and, and, and you're thinking, uh, you, you're going to help me anytime soon, just, just go ahead, and, and, and you push it up, and you think, they're going to have to help me on the next one, I'm done, this is it, I, I can feel, already my muscle feels like jelly, you know, I'm, I'm done, I can't do any more, I'm, I'm at the end, I've exhausted my strength, I can't do it, and, and they're standing there, and, uh, and, uh, and you, and, and, oh, I could get one more out. Oh, I went a little bit further than I thought. And, and it come down and, but, but just, just when you, 
Hey, you can't do it anymore. You know what they do? They, they step and they, they begin to take that bar. Now, they don't take it off you entirely. But they give you enough lift that you can lift. They just, they give you that little bit. See, and that's what the Lord does. The, the Lord is right there. Uh, but, but the problem, we, we start to say, Lord, you, you can lift any time now. And, uh, and uh, God said, you're doing okay. Uh, I don't think I can do it. You know, I, all right, Lord, I'm exhausted. I, I've done it. I've exacted all my strength. I'm finished. And the uh, Lord says, no, I, I, I think you've got a little bit more left there. Uh, I, honestly, I can't. Oh, I did. And uh, you get one more. But then when you genuinely, when you genuinely reach the point where uh, I can't lift, Lord. I, I, I can't carry this anymore. You know, he understands that. And he just reaches there and gives you that lift and just, and just helps you, just takes the pressure of that. He just, he's right there with you. He's just right there. And, uh, yeah, there was a first watch and a second watch and a third watch and maybe they just, <laughs> we, 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 a bit of lift to be good here, Lord. But he was coming. He knew. Timing was right. He knew. He knew. Boat wasn't going to sink. Now they, they maybe thought it was. Wasn't going to go down. No one was going to be lost. Everybody was going to be okay. Uh, just timing, just timing. He's coming. He's aware. He sees you. No obstacle will stand between you and him. If he needs be, he'll just walk across the sea like it was cement. No problem at all. He'll get to you. And uh, so, so he's on the way. He's coming and, uh, and uh, gets there. And I want you to notice, and probably this is the sweetest thing to me in the whole passage. I want you to notice verse number 27. And, uh, and please for a moment just, just kind of enter into this. Just see what's happening. He, he's making his way to them. They, they, they see somebody walking on the sea. And they don't understand who it is. And, and they cry out in fear. And, uh, and uh, he reassures them. In verse number 27, uh, Jesus spake unto them saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. Say, say, what is it? Well, here's what I want you to notice. And I have it underlined in my Bible. I want you to notice what he said when he came to his own. He said, it is I. So what is that? Well, see, he could have said this. The Lord Almighty is here. And he was that. And if he had said that, he'd speak the truth. He could have said, behold... The Lion of Judah in your midst. And if he had said that, he'd speak the truth. He was that. He could have said, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is here. And if he had said that, he's all of that. He would have spoken the truth. But I want you to see what he said was, it is I. This is what we would say today. It's me. It's okay, it's me. And when they heard that, when they heard that, that changed everything. Oh, it's Jesus. His, his voice, it's him. It is I, it is I. I remember when I, um, when I got married, I was 25 years old. Suzanne and I moved into a cheap apartment. And uh, we were there about uh, probably four days, to be honest. I don't think we got through our first week. And, uh, and uh, you know, I was enjoying married life. And uh, my, wife got, my wife was in the shower one night and... We had a, it was just a rickety old bathroom and one of those plastic, uh, you know, little curtains you pulled across and 
and uh, she was in there having a shower, and I thought, I'm going to scare her. <laughs> I had an idea. I'm going to scare her. And uh, so what I did, I, uh, I walked over, and I can hear the water going. I walked over to the fuse box, and I flicked all the lights out. It just went black. Boop. Everything went, went black. And I could hear, and I heard, Wayne. Wayne, and I didn't answer. Wayne, and then I heard the shower stop. And so I thought, I'm going to get into the cupboard, and when she comes out, I'm going to jump out, and this is going to be hilarious. And so, uh, so uh, she wraps herself in a towel, and uh, she's terrified. And, uh, and she comes out, and, and I'm producing a psycho moment. You understand what I'm saying? I've just created the whole thing. And, uh, and uh, I'm in the cupboard, and I can just see through the, where the two doors of the cupboard, there's just a little gap, and I can just see. And I'm just, I'm waiting for us to have a hilarious moment where I scare her. And uh, so she, she comes, and, she, and, I can, and she's going, wait. And she's going, wait. And I'm sure she's already got in her mind, you know, the house is full of a dozen crazies about to do something. And, she, and just as she got near the cupboard, you know, I flung open the doors, jumped out in front of her, uh, yelled something, and uh, she began to scream. I mean, just, she began to scream. She dropped her elbow into me. She brought her knee up. Uh, I was up. No, she didn't do that. She... She just began to scream, and uh, and I realised, you know what? She's 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 really upset. This this is not funny anymore, and uh, and she's really upset. So so I just say, it's me, it, it's me. I think she's going to kill me. It's me. And when she heard the, she said, oh, it's you. Oh, oh, it's you. And when she realized, when she, see that voice, it's me. When she heard that, she just knew, okay, everything will be okay. Everything will be okay. Because you're here, and I know that voice. And can you understand that's what was going on there? When he came to them and he said, it's I, that was very, that was very close that was very see see his voice meant something to them just 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 if you just once you knew it was Jesus everything's okay when when you didn't know this but just when you hear that voice and and you and when you know it, everything was okay see it's very it's very sweet it's very intimate that they had that and uh, that's what he does brothers and sisters he will come and uh, he'll just say to you, it, it's okay, it's me. It, it, it's me. You, you, you'll always have him. Uh, no matter what you're going through, you'll always have him. And I want to tell you, I, I've learned that his voice, well, it means more than anybody's. Just, just to hear from him, just to, just to have him speak like that. And uh, so he comforts them. He says, it's I. And then uh, Peter, uh, you see there, you know, in verse number 28, Peter says, now, Lord... Uh, you, if, it's, if it's you, 
then just, you know, bid me to come unto thee on the water. Let me come to you. Let me come to you if it's you. And uh, the great thing is, Jesus said uh, in um, verse number 29, come. Come. Say, so what is that? It's amazing. Now, now you already understand, you can't walk on water. You, you, you know, test it if you want. But uh, you just can't do that. That, that doesn't happen. You don't, have, you don't have the ability to do that. If somebody said to you, if somebody said to you, you know, you can't walk on water, well, they'd be telling you the truth. You, you, you wouldn't say you're mad, you're crazy, you're, you wouldn't say that. you say, well, okay, it's true. You know, in, in life, you're going to have some people tell you things that aren't true. And, and you're going to hear some things and you're going to go, you know, that's not true. But then in life, you're going to have some people tell you some things that are true, but they're true. But if Jesus says you can, you can. If Jesus says it will, it will. If Jesus says it's okay, people could say you can't walk on water. Well, you know, you're right. You're right. But if Jesus says you can, you can. Somebody's going to say to you, but brother, you know, if you have that condition, you know, it's this and this and this and that's it. And uh, they're probably telling you the truth. Uh, probably that's how it is. But if Jesus says it's different to that, it is different. If Jesus says you can, you can. It makes a difference what he says. Do you understand that, that when, when you have Jesus in the equation, uh, then that changes everything. It, that, that means that things that really aren't possible can become possible. It means things that you could well say, well, that's not normal. And it just doesn't normally go that way. And Brother Shirley preached a little bit on that today. And you could say, well, I understand that. But if Jesus says you can, you can. You can do things that aren't normal. You can do things that somebody else didn't do. You can have things happen that, well, they didn't happen for someone else. It all depends on Jesus. But if he says it, it just is. It just is. And we don't have to be bound up in life by, by the rules that just kind of apply to everybody else. We've got too many people telling too many people what they can't do, what, what won't work, and, uh, and there are a hundred other people just like you. It always goes this way. And I tell you what, we've, we've got to stop listening to those folks. And we've got to stop listening to ourselves. And we've got to start listening to Jesus. And if he says we can, we can. We can. Say, well, you can't walk on water. I understand that. I understand that. You're absolutely right. I would reckon 999 times out of a thousand, if you tried to walk on water, you'll get wet. But I'll tell you what, if Jesus says you can, you know what? You can. You really can. It changes everything. And we need to just hang on to that and just just understand that. And, and you know, you, you say, well, I'm in this bondage and I'm just trapped. And, you know, I watched Oprah and this other one and, and they talked about people like me. And there's no hope for us because we just this way. And, and uh, well, okay. But if Jesus says you can be different, you can. If Jesus says you don't have to stay that way, you don't have to. If Jesus says it, it, you just got to believe him and understand. You say, well, it's not normal. Well, I agree, but he's not normal. He's, he's outside of it all. He's just, he does, listen, walking on the sea is not normal, but bless God, he does it. He can just do it. We've got to believe. We've got to believe. If Jesus says you can, you can. Well, I went to Thailand. They said, the Brother Shemish, don't even try to get a bank account. They don't give foreigners bank accounts. You can't get it. You need this and this and this. Nobody has that. It's impossible. And, uh, and, I, and I started to believe them. 
And then I thought, well, why don't I just try? Why don't I just try? And, uh, and I went down to the bank, and, uh, and I just tried, and, uh, and I walked out with a bank account. I thought, you know what? You can. You can. People said to me, said, said you can't get a bank? I said, I have one. They said, you can't have one. I said, I think that's what it is. <laughs> said, said, but you can't do that in this country. I said, well, it seems to work okay. Said to me, well, you can't, you can't, get a, can't get a driver's license. Foreigners can't get a driver's license. They said, don't even try. You just, you can't do it. They don't give them. They won't issue them. Doesn't work that way. Foreigners can never have a driver's license. Well, I said, I don't know. And I went down and you know what I have? It's there. It's there. It's there. You're going to have all kinds of people tell you what you can't do. Oh, that, what, what, that won't work. Uh, I don't even bother. You stop listening. Stop listening. Once you say, Lord, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? And if he says, come, just get out of your boat and go. And just, just do it. Just, just believe him. And just, you know what? You'll see his word has never failed. Never. Never. If he says you can, you can. <clears throat> we need to believe that. Start listening to God. I remember my father. I was pastoring in the... Australia, Good Shepherd Baptist Church, we had a particular Sunday, we were baptizing some folks. We did not have a baptistry in the church. And uh, so we would go over and use the neighbor's swimming pool. Now, we have one now, but we would go over and use the neighbor's swimming pool. And uh, so that particular day, my son, Justin, I guess he was about eight, he was getting baptized. Well, my son is my parents' grandson. And uh, so they didn't attend church and... My dad was an alcoholic. It just, I, I never knew it to be any other way. And uh, we invited my mum and dad to come to church. Said, so, well, Justin's getting baptised. And he said, you know, granddad and grandma, it'd be good if you could come. And so they came. And uh, after the service, I preached the gospel. After the service, we ran around, stood around the swimming pool like we did. I got down in the water, baptised a few people and baptised my son. And uh, well, the day was over. My parents went home. You know, the next morning, my mum called me, and uh, she said uh, she wasn't saved. My dad wasn't saved. She said, uh, you know, Wayne, she said, your dad said some really strange things last night. And I said, uh, you know, he didn't talk much. He's very, he's, and I said, what did he say? She said, well, I don't really understand it. I said, well, what, what did he say, mum? And she said, well, he was sitting there. He was, he was drinking. He was sitting there at the table, and uh, he just said to me, uh, I was glad today when they baptized Justin, I had on my uh, sunglasses. And my mum said, what? What did you say that for? And he said, well, he said, uh, I was crying. I didn't want anyone to see. And my mum said, you're crying? What's, what, were you, what were you crying for? What do you mean you're crying? And he said, well, he said, when I saw Justin being baptized, I wish that could have been me. See, the problem with my dad was, my dad always believed it was too late. My dad always believed he was too bad. My dad always believed he'd gone too far, that it could work for others, but it couldn't work for him. See, listen to himself. 
And sometimes that's what we do. We, we listen to ourselves and, you know, we, we've already decided I can't. We've already decided that's gone by me already. We've already decided, well, you, n- nobody can recover from this point or nobody, nobody, you just can't do that. But if Jesus says you can, you can. You can. If Jesus says you can, you can. We just, we just need to... We just need to listen to him. We just need to believe him. Listen, he'll, he'll come to you and you'll hear the, the it is I and you need to believe him. And you, just, you know what you need to do? You need to go to him. Exactly what Peter did. There is no obstacle that stands between you and your Lord. Now you go any other way, but there is nothing. He won't let there be anything that will stop you getting to him if you'll just go, if you'll just go. Don't, don't doubt. Uh, don't, don't listen to people who say, you can't do it, it won't work, it won't happen. You just need to believe Jesus. You just need to believe Jesus.